today on the inside scoop. Hugh Freeze makes a statement, takes a five-star from Georgia. Oregon's next big quack could come this weekend. And speaking of weekends, it's the last recruiting weekend of the summer. So we have some important visits to talk about. But before the visits even get started, we're going to have a five-star making a decision on Friday. And it could be a shocker. So everybody gather in. We're going to start the inside scoop. I need you to do me a favor. Like this video. Subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. We're trying to hit 100K by the start of the season. And I think we could do it. So do me a favor and just hit the subscribe button. All right. 24 hours from now, five-star cornerback Charles Lester will be making his decision at a ceremony in his hometown of Venice. So on Monday's show, I had Chad Simmons on, director of recruiting here at On3, and I said, Chad, does FSU have anything to worry about heading into this big decision? They currently lead at 90% on the recruiting prediction machine. Chad said he didn't see it. He doesn't think that there's anything that FSU fans had to worry about. But then I asked him a hypothetical. What if Charles Lester were to pop up for a midweek visit to Colorado. And look at what happened. Here it is. Charles Lester on his own Instagram channel, going live, decked out in Colorado gear. He is in Boulder. Well, he was. I, I spoke briefly with him and his aunt last night, and they are flying out Thursday morning, and he is set to make his announcement Friday evening. So, Chad did express some, some concern. He said that if he did indeed take that visit, then there would be a reason for FSU fans to be at the edge of their seats come decision time on Friday. And why wouldn't they? I mean, you know Charles Lester was in Boulder. You know he was hanging out with Coach Prime. This is what Coach Prime likes to do. He's a disruptor, and especially when it comes to five-star defensive backs. Last year it was Cormani McClain, and this year it could be Charles Lester. Let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman. Sam, all the signs have been pointing to FSU, including the recruiting prediction machine. What do you make of this last-minute trip to Boulder to go see Coach Prime in Colorado? Yeah, well, you know, I'm a believer in, in actions speak louder than words, and you'd be naive to think that Charles Lester returning to Boulder more time around Coach Prime right before his decision that Colorado isn't going to be a factor when he announces in a couple of hours. Like you said, Florida State has been trending on the RPM for, for much of the offseason. He's went out and publicly declared the Seminoles as his leader. We know that Mike Norvell has done a lot of work. So has Coach Pat Sertan since he arrived in Tallahassee. Those two have meshed very well. But listen, we know that Prime is a, is a Florida guy. He's dealing with a, one of the best Florida athletes. And, and so far, since he's been at Colorado, he's had a knack for not only capturing the attention of elite DBs, but elite DBs like Charles Lester that play on both sides of the ball. I think you'd be naive to not think that Colorado and Coach Prime are going to have a say in this, whether it's now or at least knocking on the door if he does commit to FSU. Yeah, and like you said, he does this with elite DBs, especially elite DBs from his home state of Florida as well, and so that's where Charles Lester's at. We both have predictions in, and I think we both had them in for a while. I believe mine went in in March or April for Charles Lester to FSU. Um, obviously, you know, leading up to this decision, he hasn't made anything public. He, I don't think he's informed either school of where he's going to go yet. So how do you feel about your pick? And then we'll talk about mine. 
Yeah, like I said, Florida State has built a strong enough foundation with with Charles Lester. He's been there, I think, like over half a dozen times this year alone, and and he's visited Florida State more than any other campus in this recruitment. I think that when you look at the, you know some of the earlier players that we were thinking vying for his commitment, the Alabamas and Georgias of the world, the Ohio States of the world. Um, you know, Florida State has won them out. It's really hard to, to beat out Coach Prime, and he's not going to go away. Like I said, I still think that they've built up a strong enough foundation. They have, they are the favorite. He's declared them the favorite, and they've, they, it's kind of proof is in the pudding where, and the amount of times he's visited and, and developed those relationships with Pat Sertan and Coach Norvell. But you still need to can't discount Colorado just yet. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm certainly not discounting Colorado, but also. Despite the visit, despite everything that's going on, I don't. I haven't been told anything for me to change my pick. Um, right. You know, do I think this is going to go down to the wire? Yeah, probably. I mean, Charles Lester's involved, and Deion Sanders is involved. And anytime Deion Sanders and Florida State are involved, it always goes down to the wire. Nobody ever feels like anything's a lock, especially when these two kind of come together. So we'll see what happens. Now, Lester did confirm that this is a two-team race. I don't know if you if you saw this on Twitter yesterday, but I was telling somebody in my mentions, you know, that it was a two-team race. Between Colorado and Florida State, you know, even despite having Alabama and Georgia in there in his final group, it's a two-team race. And Charles Lester chimed in and said, "You're right," pointing up to my <laughs> to my tweet. So he he has confirmed that you know on Friday it'll either be FSU or Colorado. So if you're an Alabama fan or a Georgia fan and you're holding out a little bit of hope, sorry, but it's a two-team race. All right, more big news. Five-star number one safety, K.J. Bolden. We're going to talk Texas A&M here in a minute, but I want to talk some important one-off visits. And K.J. Bolden potentially visiting Auburn this weekend really intrigues me. Sam, and it intrigues me because Ohio State, Florida State, Georgia, even Auburn, everybody kind of feels good here. So when's the last time you covered a big recruitment like this where we're two weeks out from a decision and all the teams involved feel like they stand a chance to land the recruit? Yeah, maybe David Stone's recruitment, but no, this is very unique. You know, the KJ Bolden, one of the best in the Peach State, highly coveted by Georgia, the the two-time defending champs. They would love to keep him home. Ohio State, we know he has family ties to the Buckeyes. Um, obviously, a reputation for recruiting the best DBs in the country. KJ Bolden had a really fantastic official visit up there in Columbus. But then you heard about the FSU noise, Mike Norvell and and Pat Sertan again trying to get one of the best in the country. They've kind of zeroed in on KJ Bolden after he took a spring visit. There's optimism in Tallahassee, and then Auburn. He visit. One of the interesting things about KJ Bolden's recruitment is during the spring he made all these trips out to Florida State and Auburn and also Oregon to give these you know blue chip programs an opportunity and it looks like Florida State and Auburn where he's heading back to this weekend are trying to capitalize we know that he has a relationship with Walker White the face of their class Mm -hmm. they just flipped one of the best linebackers in the country five-star Demarcus Riddick away from the from the aforementioned Georgia I think that Auburn has a chance Florida State has a chance and it's a lot more uncertainty going into KJ Bolden's decision then it's kind of what he wants, right, for, for the outside world to not know and only him to really have an idea of where he's heading. Yeah, he did do an article with Jeremy Johnson on the front page of On3 this morning where he said exactly that. He said he thinks he has it set in his head, but nobody, including his parents, are going to find out until signing day. And to go back to Auburn, 
the reason I'm giving them a shot here is because everything seemingly is coming together for Auburn on the recruiting trail right now. You mentioned flipping five-star Demarcus Riddick. They might also this weekend flip five-star wide receiver Perry Thompson from Alabama. Now, if that big domino were to fall, KJ Bolden's a week later. I mean, all the you know Auburn's just kind of hitting on all cylinders right now. So we'll see what happens there. Um, what do you make of the this visit though to Auburn that could be his final one right before a de- decision? How much weight do you put in these final visits? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in a lot of cases, you you know, same with Charles Lester. It's it's one opportunity, you know, t- whether it's the favorite or a team trying to close the gap, these visits loom particularly large. If K.J. Bolden is, you know, being completely forthright here, his decision is made and then he goes to Auburn. Can Auburn change his mind? Has he been thinking it's Auburn since the spring and this kind of clicks and kind of confirms what he thought? You know, it's, it's always about knowing the recruit knowing the background and knowing what each visit, whether it moved the needle or, or not, you know, it, these relationships, obviously they, they were large enough. They loom large enough that KJ wanted to return and be sure of his decision right now. I think it'll be really hard for him to say no and to leave the peach state, obviously Georgia and the way that Kirby smart is recruiting. It's an unprecedented rate. And, and KJ Bolden will look really nice as a, as another piece of that class before Buford and, and Dylan Rayola, his teammate, by the way, um, march on toward a state championship. Um, but you know, there's a, there's a really strong narrative for Ohio state and, and, you know, you and I have talked off air. There's a really strong narrative for Charles Lester and KJ Bolden to possibly team up in Tallahassee and the same works for Auburn. I, I think Auburn has a, a gap to close this weekend. I don't think that they're the team, but I'm not ruling them out by any means. Yeah. We're going to have to take stock in this. Remind me at the end of August to kind of look at these final visits because like, you got uh, Charles Lester making a final visit to Colorado. Will that matter? K.J. Boulding making a final visit to Auburn. Will that matter? Williams Winnery making a final visit before his decision to Oregon. Will that matter? Colin Simmons potentially making a final visit to LSU if he decides in the summer. Will that LSU visit matter? I don't know. You know, before the NIL era and official visits in the summer, those final visits meant a lot in December. It seems like now maybe final visits don't mean they still mean a lot, but maybe not as much. Just throwing that out there. Let's talk about another final visit before his decision on August 23rd. That's the date four star running back Daniel Hill will announce his decision. Comes down to Alabama, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Tennessee and USC. Sam, I think. As it stands now, South Carolina leads here, but Daniel Hill is expected to be at Alabama this weekend. How important will this final visit be, in your opinion, when it comes to Daniel Hill's recruitment? Yeah, Josh, I think you're right. I think South Carolina is the favorite in the clubhouse with one of the best athletes in the country. Both, you know, South Carolina and Alabama like him at running back. He's six foot two, 220 plus pounds and can do backflips. And, and he's a state record holder in Mississippi for high jumps. So he's he's an athlete. Let's put it that way. Um, I think South Carolina really made a strong move, especially during the spring, but then really kind of compounded that during official visit season in June. But of course, he's heading back to Tuscaloosa this weekend. That's, he's been to, to Tuscaloosa more than half a dozen times this year alone. He's visited Alabama more than any other school through the entirety of his recruitment. Um, Coach, 
Coach Robert Gillespie has really made Daniel Hill a priority. And even when Alabama has not been in the forefront, they've still been at the forefront, if you get what I'm saying. I think that they're beginning to turn up the heat on him as some of the other targets on their running back board come off the board. And I would not be surprised if Alabama made a really strong impression on their final visit ahead of an August 23rd decision. Yeah, it feels like it's going to get a little dicey there with Bama and South Carolina. Uh, before we talk Texas A&M, what's going on with five-star wide receiver Micah Hudson? Is he going to be anywhere this weekend? Is It felt like this Texas Tech commitment was imminent when he bailed on that Texas visit and everybody started putting in their picks for Micah Hudson to the Red Raiders, but then it just went dead silent. Yeah, well, Micah Hudson, I know that A&M was trying to get him on campus. We'll see if he shows up. He is... You know, he's the kind of kid that we've talked about in the past, was invited to G-Day, was expected to be at G-Day, and just decided didn't want to come. Micah Hudson is his own kind of kid. Um, I still feel really good about my RPM on Texas Tech. I think Micah Hudson kind of realized the outside noise and all the the RPM picks and all the picks across the industry coming in. I think he's going to have a decision made before his season begins at Lake Belton High School. Um, I still like the Red Raiders, but again, Anything can happen with recruiting. <laughs> we'll see if Texas can get back in this one. But let's talk a little Texas A&M recruiting. Uh, they've been heating up on the trail these last couple weeks. And this weekend, they're bringing in some five stars. Sam, we got Cam Coleman on campus. But the five-star athlete I want to talk to you about is Terry Bussey. You were in Texas this week. You spoke to him. What did you learn about Bussey's recruitment? And what did you learn about his interest in A&M? Yeah, well, the interest in A&M has been there for Terry Bussey since the beginning. Um, A&M and the Aggies, TJ Rushing in particular, have been on Terry Bussey since the beginning of his recruitment. He's he's up there in East Texas, but he's been to College Station more than any other campus. Um, what I learned about his recruitment is that we're, we're getting to, toward the finish line. When, when I asked him about his visit plans this weekend, Oklahoma was trying to get him back on campus on Friday, um, but he is going to be in College Station over the weekend. Um, he called it one of his final visits because he's moving toward the finish line of his decision. I think that he'll have a decision made as long as he gets that hunch that he feels confident in it because he doesn't want to be one of these kids that flips or changes his mind. Um, as long as he's feeling confident, I expect him to have this decision made before his senior season at Timpson High School begins. Um, I think right now, you know, he has five finalists, Alabama, Texas, LSU, a&M and Oklahoma, I think it's coming down to the Sooners and the Aggies, and the Aggies have a big chance to close with the five-star athlete, getting him back on campus for one of these quote-unquote final visits ahead of his decision. Now, do you think that he will make a decision before the fall starts? Yeah, like I said, he's been going through this recruitment for a long time and, and beginning this spring with his visits to Alabama and then Tennessee. Um, he took official visits to Texas and Oklahoma on their two biggest official visit weekends of June. And in between, he sandwiched a visit to LSU. He comes from East Texas, but he's got a family full of Tigers fans. So that's a really interesting storyline to watch. But I can tell you from talking about his official visits, Oklahoma wide receiver coach Emmett Jones, OC Jeff Lebby, and, and Brent Venables, of course, made a really strong impression on Terry Bussey. We know that Oklahoma just got a commitment from another East Texas blue chipper, Taylor Tatum, the number one running back in the country. They're definitely trending in that part of Texas right now. And then so is so is Texas A&M. They got commitments from Draylon Miller and uh, Weston Davis and, and Ty Anthony Smith. They're hoping to seal that deal with Terry Bussey before their season begins as well. 
Well, we'll see if they can lock it down. They'll try to this weekend, but I, I'm not so sure. We'll see. Uh, Ryan Wingo, one that they Texas A&M will not lock down this weekend because Ryan Wingo set a decision date for December 20th, the early signing period. He's going to take this thing the distance. So why not visit A&M right now? Do you think it's too late in his recruitment? What's going on with Ryan Wingo? Yeah, I don't think anything is too late in Ryan Wingo's recruitment. He's going to continue to play this out until the end. Um, I can tell you there's a lot of different teams have had momentum in Ryan Wingo's recruitment. So I think that the more teams that get involved or where he visits toward the end of his recruitment might be mm -hmm. telling. Um, we know that Georgia has had momentum in the past. Texas has been the team trending throughout the summer as they look for pass catchers outside of the state. And then you got to keep an eye on A&M. But really, I think the team that also quietly keep an eye on is Missouri. Eli Drinkwitz is doing a fantastic job of, of locking down his the home state. Um, and I think that Ryan Wingo has already made a visit to Missouri. He's very familiar. So as you flirt with a lot of these out-of-state schools and they make you know intriguing pitches to you about playing time and, and you're fit in the offense, Missouri has continued to get Ryan Wingo back in the fold over and over again. And I'd be surprised if it doesn't come down to Missouri and then Team X in December. All right, five-star Kobe Black, the cornerback out of the state of Texas, the number one corner in the state. Why is he showing up at Texas A&M? Sam, we've been talking about him for months as a Texas lean. What's going on here? Yeah, well, Texas A&M has, has not been giving up on Kobe Black by any means. No, no school in his recruitment is. He's an elite cornerback with length, with range, position versatility. Texas has been the team trending with Kobe Black since the spring. He's visited Austin a ton, and his teammate Jelani McDonald um, just obviously signed with Texas. So he's been visiting for track, for unofficial and official visits. But A&M, you know, from, from being around Waco Connolly High School mm -hmm. in the spring, they talked about schools like A&M, and Alabama and Ohio State as having some real sticking power with Kobe Black um, for all the reasons that he likes Austin and then the, the spotlight on the Texas Longhorns. There's a lot of people in his camp that believe that he would thrive in a place like Aggie Land, like College Station, where it's a little bit quiet. You can kind of just work in the dark, you know, is what they call it. Um, put in that hours behind, behind the scenes. Kobe Black isn't about the spotlight. He kind of, you know, is not the kid for interviews or, you know, publicizing a lot of his visits and whatnot. So they think the College Station has a real shot. TJ Rushing and DJ Durkin are both involved in his recruitment. You know, when the defensive coordinator is stopping by the high school and, and recruiting you, you're a big deal. This visit could be telling. We don't know whether Kobe Black will have a decision made before his senior season or whether he continues to play this out. We know that he's got officials scheduled to LSU and Alabama and whatnot in the fall. But if he does make a decision this summer, this visit could ultimately be very telling. Yeah, another one. We got to see what happens with it. Is it the last one? All right, Sam, any other storylines or visits to A&M that interest you this weekend that you want to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, A&M is going to get top 100 defensive lineman Dalen Evans back on campus. One of the best defensive linemen in the country. I think he ranks top 10 mm -hmm. in the on three industry ranking. We also know he's being coveted by schools like TCU, by Florida, and Alabama. He just scheduled his official visits to Tuscaloosa for September. So this will be a big visit for A&M, just kind of locking things up with one of the state's best defensive linemen. That's, uh, that's been a habit for Elijah Robinson under, under his reign. And then there is some buzz that Nathaniel Frazier, the five-star running back from California, could stop in College Station. Listen, there's a lot of buzz for, for Alabama and a lot of buzz for Georgia. We'll see. A&M has missed on guys like uh, Taylor Tatum in the past. Maybe they can make up some ground with a guy like Nathaniel Frazier if he stops in College Station. 
Yeah, the Aggies need a running back. They'll be looking for one. If Frazier shows up, that's big. Yeah, just a lot of intriguing stuff going down in College Station. You know Jimbo Fisher and the boys over there are just heating up. So we'll see what they make it this weekend. And then those other visits, hey, we'll see if they do make an impact. I'll go back probably at the end of August and kind of take stock in all that and see if it mattered or not. So, Sam? We need, we need, we need to do visits that set the bar high or closing visits and to see what the ratio is to, to success. Yeah, I agree. And then we'll see in December if those visits in June and July even mattered at all because they might flip by then anyway. So we'll keep following the roller coaster ride that is recruiting. Sam, thank you for dropping by the inside scoop today. Thanks for having me, Josh. Auburn flips a five-star from Georgia, but is another five-star flip in the works, this time from Alabama. We're going to talk about it. Let's bring on Auburn insider Jeffrey Lee to the show. Jeffrey, on Wednesday, the Tigers flip five-star linebacker Demarcus Riddick from Georgia to Auburn. Now, Riddick is a huge get, the number three-ranked linebacker in the country. How was Auburn able to get it done and flip Riddick? Persistency, hard work, uh, having available uh, the early the opportunity for early playing time. Uh, but Hugh Freeze and Josh Aldridge, the linebackers coach, really put in the work with him, made him feel at home, got him on campus several several times. Uh, and, uh, and the relationships with not only the coaches, but with some commitments and some players really paid off, paid off for Auburn there at the end. Is this the recruiting win that Auburn fans needed this offseason? I mean, don't get me wrong. Flipping run from Georgia is a big feat. But flipping one from Georgia when in-state rival Alabama also wants them is another. Absolutely. And let's don't forget, you know, it wasn't it wasn't too long ago. I think it was just a couple of weeks ago that. You know, Cam Coleman, who the five-star wide receiver who's right down the road from Auburn, surprised everyone and committed to A&M. It was a tough loss. You know, it, it hit Auburn fans in, in the gut and made made some of the fans doubt that will Auburn be able to flip the script on the recruiting trail before they flip the script on the field. <laughs> and so, so for Auburn fans to see Hugh Freeze and these guys go out, flip DeMarcus Riddick from Georgia, and not like you said, not only that, but beat out Alabama in the process really gives Auburn some some hope, some excitement, and it is a huge statement win that maybe Auburn's going to be able to flip this script before before we get to the fall. Yeah, and you know this weekend they got they can capitalize it. They can take this recruiting momentum into the last big visit weekend of the summer. We got Big Cat Visit Weekend. That's what we're talking about now. Demarcus Riddick is going to be there, but I want to talk about some other guys that are going to be there as well, mainly. Five-star safety, K.J. Bolden. Let's just get into it, Jeffrey. He has been he has been the talk of the recruiting world for the last couple weeks, ever since he set his commitment date for August 5. Now, the early favorites were Georgia and Ohio State. But the closer we get to this, we hear more and more about Florida State and Auburn. What has Auburn done with K.J. Bolden to become a real player here in these final week or two? It's almost the same with DeMarcus Riddick. Hugh Freeze has been absolutely involved with him. Zach Etheridge, one of the top recruiters in the country, has been heavily involved with him. And, Josh, I know Georgia, I know Ohio State, and I know Florida State are absolutely in this. K.J. Bolden, to me, I'm putting him in, him in the same tier as Kamarion Franklin, the number one player in Mississippi, who visited Auburn on Wednesday and, and stayed until Thursday. Not many people are giving Auburn much of a chance with these two guys. But, man, 
don't give up on Auburn on the uh, don't don't count them out at least. Let's let's put it that way. I really think Auburn has prioritized both of these guys, including KJ Bolden. So getting Kamarion Franklin back on campus Wednesday and Thursday for an overnight overnight visit. KJ Bolden, let's not forget who his friends are. He's very close with a lot of these kids: Jalen Crawford, K. N. Lee, uh, uh, Auburn commitments, Auburn players, and Auburn has been sneaky with him as far as like just kind of hovering below. While you know everybody's talking Georgia, Ohio State, Florida State with him, Auburn's quietly making up some some ground and become a serious contender for him. And this weekend could go a long way. We're talking, you know, five days out from his his uh, commitment announcement, and he's on all he's on Auburn's campus. Now, another intriguing name that's going to be there is four-star safety Jalen Hayward. He is a recent UGA decommitment. He's number five ranked safety, top 100 prospect. And initially, because he's from South Florida, you know, I was kind of thinking, okay, the Miami Hurricanes are set up to, to land this one. But Auburn getting him on campus this weekend, where do the Tigers stand with Jalen Hayward? I think they're in his top group. I think the the relationship, I mentioned Zach Etheridge, he's been on uh, on this kid even back before he com- uh, back while he was committed to Georgia. You know, Hayward was giving Auburn a, lo- a long look because of Zach Etheridge. So when he decommitted from Georgia, that certainly sprung, you know, sprung up my uh, my neck to to, to look around. Uh, I think UCF is involved in this a lot more, more than people think. Addison Williams, there, uh, the former Auburn uh, analyst, is uh, now the, the DC there at UCF. He's very involved with Hay- Hayward. Uh, but AP, you know, I've learned that that's what uh, that's his nickname. Because he used to be so good in, uh, in, in Pee Wee football. But, yeah, he, he'll be back on campus. I'm, I'm curious to see what he says after he leaves, where Auburn stands, and, and how hard Auburn is pushing for him. Let's stay in South Florida. Another stud recruit coming up to the Plains this weekend is four-star safety, Zaquan Patterson, number three safety in the country, number 80 prospect overall, so big-time prospect. Um, thought Miami was probably the, the favorite here, but – Auburn is getting involved. Do they have enough traction to maybe pull Zaquan Patterson out of South Florida? Absolutely. I really do believe that. Zaquan Patterson's been to Auburn. Now, although he's he's from down that uh, South Florida, he's been to Auburn. He loves it at Auburn. Mm-hmm. And Auburn was uh, was in his recruitment, you know, back in the early spring. Um, I think it was something he said, I could definitely see myself here. He has a great relationship with, with Zach Etheridge. And he is – I would say one of the top defensive backs re- remaining on the board, and all of these guys will be in Auburn. We talked about K.J. Bolden. We talked about uh, Jalen Hayward, uh, Zaquan Patterson, and then Jalewis Solomon, Solomon from Shalai County coming over from Georgia as well. So they'll have four of their top defensive back targets on campus this weekend. And if they could get two of those guys, you know, with the guys that they already have, they would uh, they would be in business there in the defensive backfield. All right. Now, Auburn also bringing in DeAndre Carter, four-star offensive lineman out of California. How important of a visit is this to get him in one last time before the season begins? I think it says a lot about his interest in Auburn, not just Auburn, you know, chances with him. But, you know, this kid came to Auburn back uh, in, in June for an official visit, came all the way from California for an official visit. Auburn said, hey, official visit, absolutely. We'll pay for you to come this way. And here we are at the end of July, a month later, and he's saying, hey, man, I'll pay for, if you'll let me come back. So he's paying his own way. It's unofficial visit to come fly across the country uh, to Auburn. And, uh, you know, the, he, he really likes it. You know, is proximity to home important to him? Apparently not. His other two finalists right now are top schools are Michigan State and Texas. 
So, you know, it's not like UCLA and USC are, are banging down this door to keep him at home. Uh, this kid's looking at across the country, and, you know, Auburn's need for uh, offensive linemen is is huge in this class. And it has right, been. I want to ask you about five-star wide receiver, Alabama commitment, Perry Thompson. But before I do that, Auburn fans, like this video and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. We have a ton of Auburn content, and recruiting is just about to heat up. All right, so – this weekend, Big Cat weekend down in the Plains, Auburn's going to host Alabama wide receiver commit Perry Thompson. Can they flip him? Whew. Yes, they can. Uh, there's just so much. There's so many signs right now. Perry Thompson's interest in Auburn. Uh, there are visits that he's taken, many visits over the spring and summer. He's got that connection with Marcus Davis, the wide receivers coach. Hugh Freeze is absolutely instrumental in, uh, in this recruitment as well. Hugh Freeze wants this guy. He wants him, especially after missing out on Cam Coleman a couple of weeks ago. Auburn needs this high uh, priority target at wide receiver, and Hugh Freeze and Marcus Davis are absolutely trying to make it happen. All eyes, we talked about K.J. Bolden and all these other guys are going to be there, but I think in the end all eyes are going to be on Perry Thompson and if and what – he does when he leaves. Now, do you think Perry Thompson could potentially flip this weekend? And who do you have on commit watch for this weekend? I do. I, I, I think a lot of things are lining up that it, this might be Auburn's best shot to get him flipped, get him on campus, show him the love again, uh, get him around the players, the coaches, all this camaraderie that you're going to mm -hmm. see at Big Cat. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. And I, I think this is probably Auburn's best shot to flip him. If, they, if it's going to get done, it might be this weekend. Uh, I, I would certainly be keeping an eye on him. DeAndre Carter could potentially make, make an announcement. Now, now, Josh, you know this as well as I do. A lot of these, you know, 10 years ago, you know, walking out from a visit and saying, hey, I just committed was the way a lot of things happened. Uh, now it's let me go home and get my edit made. I'm going to go make a video and then this and that. Yeah. So when, when we say commit watch for Big Cat, it's like Big Cat plus five days, right? You got to have yeah. that buffer to get your edits made and your videos made. But for Perry Thompson, you know, I could see him being one of, one of those guys who gets up in front of the crowd and says, I'm coming to Auburn. So uh, definitely uh, Perry Thompson to keep an eye on. All, all eyes, at least both of mine, will be on Perry Thompson this weekend. Hey, I'm all for it. That would make for one exciting weekend. Uh, before I let you go, though, Jeffrey, what happened with five-star wide receiver Cam Coleman? He commits to Texas A&M. I mean, it was a shocker, not only the destination, but also the timing of it, right? Like, nobody really knew when Cam, and Cam Coleman was going to decide, let alone that just a random weekend. So does Auburn still have traction? Are they still recruiting him? What's up with Auburn and Cam Coleman? So that's a great question. And, you know, we had heard uh, leading up to the July 4th announcement about two days before started getting word that he was going to commit. Well, at the time, the, uh, the only place, you know, people thought he was going to commit to was Auburn. But, you know, Damian Craig there at Texas A&M, Bobby Petrino, Jimbo Fisher, all those guys really sold him on being, you know, coming out there and, and being their next big go-to guy. Uh, absolutely shocked a lot of people, including myself. I, I had him pegged to Auburn. Uh, I don't think that's over uh, I, i'm not ready to uh, to give up on that prediction auburn is still in talks with cam coleman marcus davis and he talk uh, almost daily i mean they've got a really good relationship uh, so marcus davis is not giving up on on cam coleman and i think the fall i think the, the trajectory of both of these programs 
uh, will be interesting to see, to follow, and to see where things stand at the end of November. But I still think Auburn is a player for Cam Coleman. Uh, they just have some more work to do. All right. Well, Auburn recruiting is rolling right now. Jeffrey Lee, thank you for stopping by the Inside Scoop. Absolutely, Josh. Thanks for having me. Oregon lost out on five-star linebacker Justin Williams to Georgia, but they can't feel sorry for themselves because there's some big battles still left to fight. Let's bring on Oregon insider Justin Hopkins of Scoop Duck. Justin, big visit weekend as the Ducks are set to host well over two dozen recruits. I want to talk about the most important names on that list, so let's start with five-star defensive lineman Williams Winnery. Now, earlier this week, Chad Simmons felt like this was more of a three-team race between Missouri, Oklahoma, and Georgia. Does this visit prove that Oregon is a real contender for Winnery? I would say they're a contender, but I certainly agree with Chad Simmons that I think those other three are, are ahead of Oregon. Now, we know you can go in and take a visit and things can change, but I think even Oregon's feeling that they're maybe on the outside looking in on this one. Um, you know, those three teams have done a great job recruiting him. Oregon has too. But this feels more like Nwaneri kind of checking off that last box, which is the visit to Oregon to kind of make sure of his decision, maybe make sure those are the three that he that he does like or there's one out of that group that he likes the most uh, because it feels like this one's trending maybe towards a decision this summer. And just, you know, to me, it feels like this is kind of, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this last visit and I'm going to be done and sit down and maybe make a decision out of this. So even if it ends up being his final visit before making a decision, like let's say he goes to August 7, there's been rumors that Winnery could announce on August 7. Do you feel like this could be end up, end up being his last visit and maybe the Ducks could make an impression where they steal Winnery from those other three? I feel as though this is their chance to move into that top three, top two, whatever you might want to call it, but this is their chance to move up. And, and I do agree they're out. And I do agree that this trip is obviously what you need because you have no chance if you don't get him on campus at this point, right. if you're Oregon. So getting him on campus is, excuse me, campus is really your, you know, your home one swing, if you will. And we know that Dan Lanning and Tosh Lupoy and the rest of that coaching staff is going to roll out the red carpet and do everything they can. Again, right now entering this trip, Oregon's on the outside looking in. But if we do an interview after this ahead of his decision, we could be having a totally different conversation, of course. All right, let's talk about another big-name visitor that will be in this weekend, and that's four-star wide receiver Jeremiah McClellan. What's the latest intel on his recruitment to Oregon? You know, once again, feels like he's winding down towards a decision, and, you know, he's visited Oregon a lot. I don't think folks have really kind of counted Oregon in this one as much as the Ducks have been in it, and that's probably where Dan Lanning and Junior Adams like themselves. They like to kind of be hidden under the radar, laying in the weeds a little bit. Certainly looks like this is Ohio State versus Oregon. Would not discount LSU in the in the slightest as well. They recruit incredibly well at the wide receiver position, we know. So that looks like the buzz. I, you know, this trip, it really says a lot that he's deciding, to, you know, to go and visit Oregon uh, this last trip. Um, you know, again, I think the Ducks are very much in this. And, I, I mean, if you ask McClellan if he was being honest, I think it's 1A and 1B right now with Oregon and Ohio State. All right, that's a big visit. Another big visit I saw on Scoop Duck this morning is that four-star running back Jason Brown out of Seattle, Washington, is set to visit. And at the same time he's set to visit, Nate Frazier, on three's number one running back, is trending heavily to Georgia. He's, he was a priority target for Oregon, but is there any correlation between Nate Frazier trending to Georgia and Oregon now bringing in Jason Brown for a visit? 
Yeah, absolutely. And you don't want to use the term fallback option because that's not fair to Jason Brown. That's not what this is. Nate mm-hmm. Frazier's a terrific player. He's got every offer in the country, the number one running back with on three. You know, Oregon has very limited room in the running back room, right? So I'm sure they'd love to take, you know, three running backs in this class. Dink Riggs is already committed. And I think Oregon would like to take a second one. So you make that big push for Nate Frazier. But as we, you know, both talked about here, he's trending towards Georgia currently. So, yeah, you know, you maybe turn your attention to Jason Brown, turn up the heat a little bit more. And this visit very much feels like that. Again, not making him a fallback option. That's just how recruiting works. And these guys are all, you know, talented players. So I do see the correlation there. I do agree with it. And I think this is Oregon's chance to really capitalize on his recruitment as well. So, Justin, we're sitting down talking about 48 hours after Justin Williams spurned Oregon and committed to Georgia. Now, Oregon's been a really good recruiting team under Dan Lanning, but the loss of Justin Williams to UGA was a big blow, no matter how you cut it. He's the number one linebacker in America. Are there problems with Oregon recruiting, or is this just you know a case of running into the buzzsaw that is the Georgia Bulldogs recruiting staff right now? Yeah, it certainly looks like currently Georgia's on pace to sign the best recruiting class we've ever seen in the country. I mean, they're just kind of picking whoever they want and getting. Um, it's pretty tremendous work by Kirby Smart and those guys down there. And I think if you're Oregon, this is where you're really finding out where you're at in the pecking order. And what I mean is Oregon has recruited well in years past, but they're kind of punching above their weight class right now because in years prior, you weren't going up against Georgia and really even competing. You know, you know you're maybe a hat on the table. Mm-hmm. And I think the Ducks are going toe-to-toe with the likes of Georgia and Bama and Texas and Ohio State. Um, you know, for these top guys around the country. So this is their chance to kind of punch into that next tier of recruiting. I know they've signed some top 10 classes. I know they've had a lot of top 15 classes. But Dan Lanning's really kind of putting them in position to start competing for these elite five stars with the elite schools around the country. And that's the next tier, as we both know. That's the elite level. So, you know, you're not going to win all those battles. But if you can start winning one or two along the way, and keeping it going, you're certainly starting to claw your way up into that upper group. And I think Duck fans need to remember that. This is Oregon basically punching up another weight class and trying to get in there. And you're going to take some tough losses. Justin Williams was a tough loss. But Mm -hmm. like you said, that's still a top 15 class and easily, easily could end up a top 10 class at the end of the day. All right. Well, with Saturday Night Live about to kick off in Eugene, Oregon, I want to know who's on commit watch. But before we do that, I need to tell you guys about these bird dog pants that I've been wearing. Bird dogs is the sponsor of the inside scoop. And I've started wearing the slacks to work because they're not restricting. And I don't feel like I'm wearing my old pants that were stiff, almost like cardboard. Bird dogs actually fit perfectly. I even started wearing them golfing. And because of that, I ended up buying the shorts. I definitely recommend these. I love the shorts. They're great. They fit perfectly get a lot of compliments when I'm out on the golf course in them. And Bird Dogs just has this great cloud knit fabric that looks just like a nice pair of khakis, but way more flexible. They've been keeping me cool and dry in this summer heat. So do me a favor right now. Go to birddogs.com forward slash Josh or enter promo code Josh, and you're going to get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. So do it right now. Go to birddogs.com forward slash Josh and enter promo code Josh for a free Yeti style tumbler, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Justin, who you got on commit watch this weekend? 
Yeah, just to set the table here, I don't, I don't expect this to be a huge weekend for Oregon commit-wise. I think this is more a chance for them to bring in Jason Brown and Eddie Pierre-Lewis, a four-star offensive lineman, a couple guys they want to further evaluate maybe and make sure that they want to push forward there. I think both those guys could end up being ducks at the end of the day. I don't think it'll be this weekend. Uh, another one that really intrigues me isn't a part of the 2024 class, but it's rather it's 2025 quarterback Akili Smith Jr., I'm pretty sure every Duck fan in the world knows who Akili Smith is. His younger son is a four-star in the 2025 class at quarterback. He's also visiting Oregon this weekend and has been there multiple times. I'm not quite sure that he's ready to make a decision yet, but as you can guess, that that's another young man that, that could potentially end up a Duck, if not this weekend, possibly soon after. Um, you know, but once again, I'm not expecting this to be huge fireworks out of Oregon. This is more a chance to maybe close on Williams Nwaneri and really try to get yourself uh, in great shape for Jeremiah McClellan as well. Yeah. All right. Well, that puts a button on this weekend's recruiting. Now I want to wrap it up by asking you about some guys that are not going to be at Oregon this weekend. What's up with number one offensive tackle Brandon Baker? Now there's rumors he hasn't set a date yet, but it sounds like he's going to make his decision sometime in August. I have my prediction in for the Ducks. I think you've made your prediction for the Ducks. Do you still feel good there? Yeah, I feel pretty good. And, you know, again, it's a five-star offensive lineman. You've got Georgia in there. You've got Texas in there, Ohio State, Nebraska. You've got a lot of great schools and a lot of heavyweights uh, in this one. I do like the Ducks. I feel that they've been the most, you know, the longstanding school in his recruitment. It's, you know, always kind of been Oregon versus, you know, Georgia, Ohio State, whichever team you want to pick. Oregon's kind of been that constant. So uh, it feels as though the Ducks have, have prioritized him and not taken him for granted just because those older player, uh, his older brother played at Oregon. So, yeah, I still like the Ducks. And if he makes an August decision, I think all signs point, you know, towards Oregon. But, of course, we'll have to see when you're talking about five stars, things can get uh, pretty tricky in the last 24 to 48 hours. All right, let's stay out in California. Let's stay at Modern Day High School, actually. Aiden Breeland, the five-star defensive end, uh, pass rusher. He's going to be at Texas A&M this weekend, not Oregon. Where does Oregon stand in that recruitment now that he's taken a couple more visits? Yeah, I think Oregon is in pretty good shape with Aiden Breeland. Of course, you've got to be concerned about the Aggies anytime they're involved, especially with defensive line recruiting, uh, you know, well around the country the last couple cycles. But yeah, I think Oregon is in great shape with Aiden Breeland. You know, Georgia's another factor there. But I, I think even, you know, out in Athens, it feels like the Ducks are the team to beat for Breeland. So, you know, it would be nice if he was visiting Oregon and Eugene this weekend. I'm sure the Ducks would prefer to have that. But that's another one like Brandon Baker that should he make a decision in August or maybe early September, I think you, you've got to like where the Ducks uh, sit currently with him. All right, Duck fans are going to like that answer. Well, you got a big weekend ahead with Saturday Night Live. Duck fans, be sure to check Scoop Duck all weekend for updates. Justin, thank you for stopping by the Inside Scoop. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me. And remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.